The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Prescott! Streak 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 And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a draft week episode Ooh. of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, let's bring Cowboy Joe back in here, right? Feels like a victory Tuesday, but it's, it is. It is a victory. It is a victory, it is a victory, a victory. Tuesday, Kyle. It's because we're back. That's we're fair. back in the building. We missed last week. That's facts. Hope you guys <laughs> enjoyed uh, a week off from the show specifically. Patrick's been Ooh. working. I don't know what you've been doing. What, where did you go? Oh, so, you know why? You, you want to know why it's a victory Tuesday, yeah, Kyle? Why is that? It's a victory Tuesday because the Seattle Dallas Kraken, Stars. Dallas Stars are tied up two to two. Oh, I'm looking okay. forward to watching that. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in the second round. Because should your team make it to the second round, and should my team make it to the second round, then both our teams collide Come in the second round. Taste. And I'm going to find a way to be at the game here in Dallas if the Seattle Kraken and the Dallas Stars meet also, up in the second wanna, round. you want to lose in person. I yeah. respect that. Oh, you know I respect oh, that. I, I represent, I baby. That. Win or lose, I'm going to rep my team. Or lose. Or lose. That's, yeah, absolutely. that's what the folks Definitely hey, lose. Absolutely. Definitely As long lose. as that puck drop, there's a chance that we Definitely might win lose. or lose. Hashtag Texas hockey. That's why they play the game, right? That's right. There we go. Hey, but guess what? Both our cities are in the game. Yep. All right, they're both in the tournament. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Both tied up. Uh-huh. Y'all got a chance for redemption tonight. Uh-huh. I think we, if that happens. Is that a jersey bet? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sounds I think like there needs to be a bet somewhere like in there. I, I think there like, needs to be like something. Mine's in the car. Maybe we'll all go to the game together. <laughs> I can go to the car right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I would absolutely love to go through the Kraken to to help oh. on the path to hoisting I hope Lord we. Stanley's cup. Mm. <laughs> I hope we both make it. Yeah. Yeah. If that happens, it's turning into talking hockey next week. Oh. Sorry, guys. Yeah. We'll, we'll forget talk, the draft. We'll talk about the draft a little bit. Yeah. But, we'll talk know. about it. Oh maybe. yeah. There, <laughs> maybe a little. there is a draft. This there week. is a draft, isn't there? There is a draft. This yeah. week. So that's the big thing. I mean, yeah. we go in the news and notes and. I mean, all of the news and pretty much all of the notes have to do with the NFL draft. Now, there are a couple sprinkled things in there. But, of course, we had the Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Mike McCarthy press conference, the pre-draft presser yesterday. Mm. A couple nuggets came out of that, Patrick. Something to look at whenever you're going into draft prep this weekend. Indeed. And the thing to, to realize or remember is you heard this first on Talking Cowboys um, that we three – anticipate that the Cowboys would be interested in potentially trading down Mm -hmm. out of number 26. And Jerry Jones all but confirmed that those discussions have begun uh, in the front office. And Stephen Jones chimes in and says, hey, don't rule out potentially moving up. But it felt as if there would have to be a particular player in mind yep. to move up, and we know who that player would be. It would probably be Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Now, there's, okay. there are some others. There are a couple others. That there are they, a couple names. Yeah, there are a couple other names that if they came close to 26, Cowboys probably wouldn't risk waiting mm-hmm. until they got to 26 to see if they were there. So they'd probably jump a couple spots. But obviously the, the headline name everybody wants to know about is Bijan Robinson. Um, but I think that, Again, I think Bijan Robinson is going top 10, most definitely top 15. Stranger things have happened. Hello, Sedarian Lamb. Uh, that said, if the odds go as they should, which is Bijan is gone, Cowboys could potentially move down, get another pick. Uh, and this, and Kyle, you've done all of the homework. You know, this is a draft where you would love to have an additional pick. No doubt. Um, because it's it's so thick. It's so thicky <laughs> from round two to like through round five as far mm-hmm. as what you can get. So the Cowboys, that's that's going to be the headliner from yes, the biggest takeaway from yesterday's press conference uh, is that the Cowboys are open to moving down, which is more likely mm-hmm. than moving up, but they haven't ruled out potentially moving up. Yeah, I, I don't think they are stuck at 26 no. is the biggest thing out of yesterday's press conference because it was early and it was often throughout the presser that they talked about the movement potential whether that go go down stack up a couple picks or use a couple picks and go up and get a guy that you were really really confident in I think you need to add Darnell Wright the offensive tackle offensive guard flex uh, from Tennessee I think he would be a a trade up target uh, if they decided to maybe move up into the late teens, he would mm-hmm. probably be there too, along with Bijan. And uh, that that's something to keep an eye on moving into the weekend. 
I, I thought some of the non-draft storylines were kind of interesting as mm-hmm. well because Josh Ball yep. kind of came up in yeah, the middle so of it. There's one. Josh Ball is <laughs> yeah. he's in been, the middle of it. Yeah, in the middle of it. <laughs> he started taking some um, some offseason work at left guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Cowboys are interested to see what they can potentially get from him in that position. But they haven't completely assigned him to that full time. It, it's more of a flex role. They're, they're basically filling it out. It's not a um, as much of a direct transfer as like a Isaac Alicorn would be a direct transfer to the opposite side of the ball. Yeah. And he's going to be full time defensive line. But Josh Ball. Um, for my money, didn't necessarily acquit himself well when given the opportunity last season. Uh, and the Cowboys are now looking at that and saying, okay, well, we need some help on the interior. What can you do? But, and I tweeted this yesterday, that doesn't preclude them from getting a tier one guy at left guard if one falls to them. So if you're talking about whether it be, you know, Wright or, or, or Cyrus Torrance or if it's, you know, a Vila out of TCU, if one of those guys are available at 26, it doesn't matter if Josh Ball is taking reps at left guard. They're going to grab one of those guys. Um, they also made three transactions on yesterday. And I know some people are wondering if that kind of hints at what direction they're going. I don't know that it necessarily does, but maybe it necessarily does not. So they moved on from... Ian Bunting, mm-hmm. the tight end. Uh, they moved on from Devontae Bond at linebacker, and they moved on from Isaac Taylor Stewart, the defensive back. All three uh, released with failed physical designations. Mm. So I know some are seeing the, the decision to waive Bunting, and they're saying, oh, well, it's definitely going to be tight end. Uh, not necessarily. I don't think that decision is you, – because you couldn't really factor Bunting into the equation anyway. No, nothing against Ian Bunting, Isaac Taylor Stewart, and Devontae Bond, but those aren't necessarily needle movers at no, each of those positions. They're not. Now, I will say this when it comes to Devontae Bond. Uh, when we were having the linebacker conversation, and we said – you know what you get from LVE, yeah. and you know what you're probably about to get from Damone Clark, which could be a breakout season as early as year two. That'd be great. But behind Damone Clark, you have no clue what you're getting. And that was already a group um, behind Clark and LVE that were basically just practice squad guys hoping to get some some actual reps. And now you just <laughs> lost one of your practice squad guys. So you need that much more help at linebacker. Not saying that means you go linebacker in round one, but it does mean that you're going to draft yourself a linebacker. Because of that, Isaiah, I mean, the year the year one, the year two jump has been talked about quite often since Mike McCarthy got here in Dallas because he even said it yesterday. Year, years two, three, and four are the crucial components of your football team to where you grow. He, he said yesterday, you don't grow as much through the draft. You grow through the guys that are already here. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing back a couple guys at linebacker, but how imperative is it to have – those guys like a Damone Clark step up and fill that hole and then supplement that and sprinkle in some talent from the draft. Yeah, you got to do a little little salt bay. You got to sprinkle a little extra in there, a little E40. Sprinkle me. Sprinkle uh, me, man. So for some of y'all West Coast me, man. Um, you need those guys to step up tell and play big. Tell me where to go, Isaiah. Yeah, tell me where to go. Me where yeah, to you go. need to go get a linebacker. That's what you need to go do. Okay? <laughs> you need to get, that's, that's where you got to go. You need to, you need to go get a linebacker. <laughs> because even though you know what you're going to get out of Van Der Esch and Damone Clark, uh, Michael Parsons would drop back there occasionally, but we know that's not his yeah. living quarters, okay? No. Uh, that's his second residence at this point. So you need to be able to go get a guy who lives there. You need a guy that can make an impact. Um, obviously, the draft will, will show us what is available there. I'm hoping that they can go get a guy, hopefully around the third round or so, that can fulfill that role. If they can't, there are still – guys sitting at the crib that are available as well so and let's not forget that that just because you're drafting rookies doesn't mean that guys are not on the trading block so Mm -hmm. there's plenty of opportunity within these uh this coming weekend to fulfill majority of the roles that need to be touched on at that uh, linebacker position and that's something Stephen jones touched on yesterday in the press conference is that uh, keep in mind there's still work that gets done after the draft so you want to you know stay true to your board and and try to get the best draft class possible Um, but coming out of draft we Weekend, that doesn't mean the work is done. Look no. at Jonathan Hankins. You didn't get him until October. All right. Um, look at Anthony Barr. You didn't get him until training camp. So they're contributors and what we like to call them mercenaries. Mm. They're mercenaries who are still going to be out there after mm-hmm. the draft. And those mercenaries, a lot of them, especially when you're talking about the higher profile ones that remain uh, in free agency right now, they're sitting back 
and on purpose, they're waiting to see what teams still have a particular need, like at linebacker, mm-hmm. for example, before they choose who to sign with because Correct. that dictates the value and the market and what kind of bag they can get. So there's still some chess to be played after this weekend, but it'll be uh, fun to yeah. watch what the Cowboys do uh, come Thursday, Friday, then Saturday, but also Sunday, which is undrafted free agency day. Yeah. The Cowboys have started to do very well in that capacity as well. Hello, Peyton Hendershot. Hmm. Yeah, and that's one thing that I think the Cowboys have had an advantage on the rest of the league is that Will McClay does not stop at pick 259. No, he does not. He stops at player 450. Hmm. I mean, he does everything he can to bring in the best talent. I mean, a couple of the guys that you just mentioned that were released have been on the roster the last couple of years, and we're all three of those undrafted free agents. So they've, I mean, Terrence Steele, you could throw him into the conversation mm-hmm. as an undrafted free agent. They have hit that, that, pool of players very well over the last couple of years and in doing so it's built some of the talent and filled in some of those holes but what is a position Dallas cannot afford to leave the draft without what 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 would be your position (laughs) overall I want to say we've already talked about this specifically but let's go ahead and hit it again for those who might have missed it let's go down the line you have to get an offensive guard got it you have to get a linebacker. Yes, sir. That's what you I mean. have to get a, a a tight end who has the capability of blocking. Okay. Okay. You have to get. Uh, okay. Yeah. You have to get an interior <laughs> defensive lineman. All right. And I feel like you have to get another cornerback. Okay. Okay. Explain. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about the cornerback thing. So expound on the cornerback thing for me. Uh, the cornerbacks that you have drafted of of late mm-hmm. have not made the contributions that you were hoping. You for. can say the name. Huh? Kelvin Joseph. Names. Yeah. Oh, well, well, Kel- oh, yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Kelvin Joseph has. Mm-hmm. I'm. I am not on this team of retaining Kelvin Joseph. Okay, mm. I, I haven't been. I mean, no disrespect to him. It's just from what I've it's seen on the field. It's, game, it's, game it's just watching. what I've seen it's on film. film okay, what I've seen on film um, and things outside of that as well. I don't see the value there aside from the fact that you drafted him high. Uh, that's probably the reason why I'm not a general manager is because I will cut bait in a heartbeat. Okay, mm-hmm. um, once I realize that it's not a fit. So I think that they need to go another direction in that regard or, or and find somebody who's going to be able to provide adequate value for that that type of draft pick or just that position alone. You don't get a lot of guys at every position. And that's, that's what people have to understand. You don't just get a, a, a plethora of, of guys, right? At the cornerback position, you're going to rock with six guys, right? You're going to rock with, you know, four four safeties. Okay, you're t- that's, that's, that's a fifth of your team, damn near. You know what I'm saying? That's almost a fifth of your team already, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about offensive line. So you got to understand that every guy who's on your roster at that any particular position has to be able to fulfill their role. And some guys you have the you have the pleasure uh, and the uh, the ability to be able to sit back and watch them develop, and the other guys you don't. Right. Yeah. Other guys you don't, depending on what you have in front of them, right? So everybody does not get the same uh, bandwidth. Everybody does not get the same right. you know amount of rope. You know, depending on your draft status and depending on how many guys are in front of you, depending on the health of the guys in front of you, Tyron, right? You got guys like that, so. You have to get guys that are ready to come in and play. I don't care if they're taking in the first round. I don't care if they're taking in the in the fifth or the sixth round. They got to come in and they have to fulfill a role. I feel like, and and I'll get to the cornerback in a second. To answer your question, Kyle, I feel like you have to, and I'm right there with Isaiah, and have always been in this regard. You got to get an interior lineman, yep. which i.e. left guard, and you got to get another tight end. And I it boggles my mind continuously to see some fans tell me and just say out loud that the Cowboys don't need a tight end, I don't know for the life of me what you're actually analyzing here. Because, yes, I we are all three very big proponents of the Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot combo. We are proponents of it, which is why we all said, hey, if Dalton Schultz walks, so what? Right? So yeah. what? You're good at one and two or one A, one B, however you want to look at it. Look or at two it. and three. Or two and three. But <laughs> or two and yeah, we'll nah, talk about you that. see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, but what you don't have, we talk about the release of Ian Bunting, which wasn't a contributor. He wasn't a contributor. Um you saw uh McEwen, Sean McEwen make some contributions last season, mm-hmm. but didn't necessarily become that impact guy. Uh you got Seth Green on the practice squad. You don't necessarily know what you're getting there. You know, he was signed a former player out of Houston. Mm-hmm. But Outside of your top two guys right now, you should be nervous at the tight end position. So, yes, you do need another impact guy. And if that guy happens to be a road grader as a blocker as well, who can also, when called upon, stretch the field, he can out-muscle guys, 
I'm talking about a particular guy in Darnell, but there are also guys. Mayor is one. and Laporta. Laporta is one. And I you know, spoke with uh, Lunda Wells, and Laporta was one of the names that he put out there as well, along with Darnell Washington, Mayor, some of these other guys that he's, he's interested in. Um, but, yes, tight end, you got to address tight end. So those two have to be done, interior offensive line and tight end. Now, when we get to cornerback or oh, linebacker, you, you got to have linebacker. Have, yep. and I'm, we already said it a hundred times. You got to have a linebacker. But at cornerback, here's where I struggle. I feel like it should be addressed in mm-hmm. the draft. I don't know that it's a need. Mm. Must have. Yeah, I don't know that it's a must have yeah. because of stuff on Gilmore. Uh, not only stuff on Gilmore, mm. not only. Because you got Trevon Diggs, and the way the Cowboys just played it with CeeDee Lamb by uh, exercising his fifth-year option, if that deal doesn't come to fruition quickly, and they want it to, but if it doesn't, then you still have a franchise tag available to hit Trevon Diggs with in 2024. So you're not worried just yet about losing Diggs. Mm. So you got Diggs, you got Gilmore, and you love what you saw as far as trending forward Absolutely. on Nashawn Wright. But, yeah, yeah I'm t- just back boundary guys. Gotcha. Right. So Nashawn Wright, he's trending there. Israel Mukwamu, when he was given mm-hmm. the shot at cornerback on the edge, you love there. But he's mm-hmm. also a big slot now. Transition to the slot conversation. Deron Bland, Jordan Lewis, who expects to be healthy this season Mm -hmm. coming back from that Liz Frank injury. I think that you are, I'm not going to say all set because injuries happen. I just talked about Jordan Lewis. You're not all set because you're never really all set. But I think that cornerback is a position where if you're in round four, for example, and there's a, a talented tight end and you haven't addressed tight end just yet, which I hope you have, but if you haven't, or linebacker, you take one of those and you say, well, we'll get the cornerback in the fifth. And I'm fine. Mm-hmm. If you get a cornerback in the fifth round, I'm completely fine that's, with that. That's it's a developmental player. Right, yeah. unless their name is Deron Bland. But I'm, <laughs> I'm completely fine with that. I would even say I'm fine with taking a cornerback in the sixth. I wouldn't wait until the seventh mm-hmm. to do it. But if you took it in the sixth, I would be comfortable with that because of the current roster at quarterback. Okay. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I believe that once you get around the fourth round, I think they need to start looking towards cornerback. And the reason why I say that is because you need that room to be as competitive as can be. Absolutely. You have guys that are still developing. You have guys that are showing some promise. But the reality is, in this league, this is a passing league now. Mm-hmm. This do is you, a passing do league. you not gonna, think Stephon Gilmore makes that room competitive? I think Stephon – yeah, but he's not the youngest whippersnapper around either. No, he's not. not. So, I'm so, you know what I'm saying? So, like – I, I try to – when I'm thinking about these things, I'm thinking about the what-ifs. Okay. The what-if scenarios, Fair. right? What if Stephon Gilmore, his age shows up and something happens, right? Okay. He tweaks something, okay? Now you're down to who? That's the worst case, yeah. That's worst case, case scenario, right? Yeah. So you can't put all your eggs in that basket. Everybody's talking about Jay Lou. Well, guess what? I know a little thing about a Liz Frank injury. Do you? A little do bit. Do you? Do okay? you? And I, get, and, <laughs> I, and, I, and I hope and I pray <laughs> that he comes back ready to rock and roll. But – my experience is that he's going to have some things to deal with on the way back from that injury. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, I don't expect him to come back and be the same guy that we've always known him to be. That's going to take some time. If, he, if it's at the level that I, in experience that I had, mm-hmm. okay? That was 10 years ago. Okay, so I get it. However, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to put that responsibility on I'm on hope, but I'm not going to put that responsibility on So I'm going to act as if something's going to happen to Gilmore. I'm going to act yeah. as if J. Lou is that's not fair. going to be the guy that I want, that I expect him to be because that's that's almost unfair. Mm-hmm. So I need another. Nation Wright and McQuamu, they're still figuring it out. Guess what? Let them battle it out. Yeah. Let them battle it out. Yeah. Now, there's still things that and I I'm need to com- see from yeah, them. Right? So I'm, I, I'm all about competition. Yeah. yeah. You know, cream's going to rise to the tra- crop or you're going to quit. Yeah. I'd say you, you have to draft one. Um, but my point being, if it's be- before round four, I think you're doing no. too much. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's interesting to think about because you only have a certain amount of picks. You only have right. a, a certain amount of, of draft capital that yep. you can go. I would love to address every position in the draft. Just can't do it. There are going to be some that are left out. Yep. There are going to be some. They want to go get a quarterback. They may not get a quarterback. They said it earlier in the offseason. They may not end up with you a quarterback again. The thing is, you're in, you're in a position where you there's a lot of positions you don't have to address. You don't have to address quarterback. You don't have to address offensive tackle. Don't have you to. You don't have to address defensive ends. You don't have to address yeah, safety. But, you know like, but when the value pops up, that's the other thing. Because at some point, value outweighs the need. Because mm. the, there, there is going to be a player there that's better at X position. Edge rusher is a great example. Mm-hmm. There are so many good edge rushers at the top half of this draft. They very well could draft an edge rusher. And mm-hmm. We have some scenarios in the first round coming up in our next segment. It's not impossible. Yeah. They I, I know it's not. I know everything's on the table. But like, 
And everybody they has don't, different. They don't need, they don't need it. it. But See, the it, value is there. I agree. And you know what? And that's and why my philosophy, my draft philosophy is different. The value was insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. My yeah. philosophy is totally different than a lot of other people's, right? I'm willing to bypass on some talent to address a need. You are more needs-based. Needs-based because I'm trying to fulfill a roster. And they, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to fulfill a roster. Mm-hmm. I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to feel as much talent as I can and then figure out the holes later. That's not my philosophy. That's not mine. I'm not going to say now there's some crazy value right there. I'm not going to blow by right by it and be like, no, I need to get this position. Right. But I'm saying if it's if it's close, like, hey, this dude's a beast, but guess what? Yeah, this dude's pretty doggone good too, and he feels the need that we have. I'm going to go with the need that we have because guess what? Now, holistically, my team is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And outside of last year, I think they've done that. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and you could even argue in the first two rounds, they've done that almost every year, where last year they went need-based in the first round. They went and grabbed a Tyler Smith. Worked out great. Then you went with a value base. You go grab a Sam Williams in the second round. Mm -hmm. Year prior to that, you grabbed Micah Parsons. That was a need-based pick. Where'd you go in the second round? You went with a need-based pick there as well with Kelvin Joseph. Mm -hmm. So things have lined up in the past where they have drafted for need. But then you go to CeeDee Lamb. And you go to Trayvon Diggs. Exactly. Both of those just were value picks. Value mm-hmm. So uh, and that's that's just that's just craziness, right? That's just craziness falling to you. You just yeah. like, okay, well, thank you. Yeah. You just say thank you. I just I operate on the <laughs> sliding scale, and and well, I don't I don't think that anyone should operate all the way needs base or all Correct. the way BPA because either way you're going to put yourself in a bad spot. Right. No. Sooner or later you're going to put yourself in a bad spot. So you go in and you understand what your needs are, but you build the board based on the the best player available and then you say okay well how does this tie into our needs and then that's the robust conversation and that's your draft plan Mm -hmm. going in of course you're going to have to pivot you're going to have to adapt because this guy's going to fall this guy's not going to fall what are you going to do on the fly but for the most part you stay true to your board and for me the board says that you should already have it set up as more BPA based than needs based because you're you're going to end up addressing your needs if you play the weekend mm-hmm. as it should be played. If you play the draft weekend as it should be played, you're inherently probably going to address your needs, but you have to keep an eye on those like I said those insane value picks yep. where it's like okay, right? Can't pass on example. Yeah. Running back that's a perfect example. I believe Tony Pollard's going to be perfectly fine. I believe the Cowboys are going to get a deal done with Tony Pollard. Yeah. You went and got Rojo. I believe in Malik Davis. If Bijan Robinson is there at 19, if mm-hmm. he's still on the clock at 19, I believe you better be on the damn phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you see what I'm saying no, there? I, I, you don't I, need bro, a running back. Trust me. I, there's, there's, there's certain I, shoes that, yeah. I, that I wear, and I'm good on shoes. But guess yeah. what? If I see a pop-up for 50% off, I'm going to that's get That's what I'm saying. Same thing, I'm I said, same thing I said on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> okay. Cowboys don't need a running back, but I'm also not stupid. Along <laughs> those same lines, I've got a couple of names okay. I want to hit. I want you to grade the pick before the pick. We're going to give you some names mm, at 26 that, that have been rumored for the Cowboys over these last few weeks. I want you to give me an A through F grade. How did they do if this Ooh. ends up being the pick on 26? Okay. We'll tell you that whenever we come back with more Spicy. talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. No one knows where this market will go. Things could change tomorrow, next week, or next month. 
At Merrill, we've been here before, and history shows this is the time to stay focused on your future. Because through every market, the bull will always have your back. Find an advisor in North Texas at ml.com slash bullish. Merrill, a Bank of America company. What would you like the power to do? Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith, Incorporated, registered broker-dealer, registered investment advisor. Member SIPC, a wholly owned subsidiary of Bank of America Corp. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here with Talking Cowboys as we continue on, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. And you might have noticed we've got some sweet shirts on today. Yeah. How about this? Academy and Magellan have created that favorite combo. And it's back for a limited time only at Academy Magellan Outdoors. And Whataburger, Whataburger is the combo that you need to get ready for the summer. Shop everything from apparel for the whole family to water bikes, drink well, drink wear, and more. They didn't bring us a water bike. I want a water bike. I want a water bike. Are you kidding me? For your best summer ever. So there you go. Message. Teaming up again. Limited time collection. We've got Patrick over here. Oh, yeah. Look at this shirt. Can we get a close-up of this shirt? This is a fishing shirt from Magellan. This is clean. Phenomenal build. This is clean. And it's got all of the different condiment stickers on it. That's what it is. It's all the condiment stickers. And you're a huge ketchup guy. I was going to say, the only thing that would make this shirt better is if they went ahead and just blotted out the (laughs) the ketchup stickers. Um, What about spicy ketchup? That's always the comeback. Mm. Every time I say that, everybody's like, well, what about the spicy ketchup? But it's incredible. Their fancy ketchup's the best in business, too. But I tell you what, um, I... I go with the gravy on the fries. Ooh. Gravy on the fries. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've not tried gravy on your fries, you're welcome in advance. Okay? Mm. Make okay. that happen. And then what I'll do is on my patty melt, once I'm done with the fries, because inevitably there's gravy left after you're done with the fries, you, you dip the patty melt in the gravy. Bro, you'll be a, you're going to be on the toilet for the whole night. <laughs> Stop. No, no that's no. not true. No. Now, no. you also have the no. honey butter, too. You can dip your fries yes. in the honey, honey butter. Butter's fire. And that is fire. We got, rest, right. we got Whataburger recipes. Uh, now, Isaiah, I want you to show your, your sleeve off. You look want my the, sleeve? Look at these. Yeah, look at the patches. I mean, don't rip it off. You have the biceps. You which one you at there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, You've they, got they. all the patches there. there. Very patches nicely done. Yes, you see that right there? Nice. There you go. Available only at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Get ready for your summer fun with exclusive clothing. Mine's got a dog on the back. a lot. It's a dog in a boat. Yeah. How about that? I'm on awesome. a boat. Uh, there you go. I'm on a boat. You, you do Dog realize. in a boat with a Whataburger bag. You it's do great. realize that we've sat here and talked about Whataburger to the point where I know exactly what dinner is. Oh, day. dude, I'm starving already. Exactly Why are we doing this at 10 Mouth is watering. I'm just, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Why I've got some this? names. Why are you so Pretty great? Oh, Beamer. You see Beamer. Oh, we with forgot about shirt. Beamer. Look at that shirt. With fishing yes, shirt. Oh, yes. We got Beamer hooked up as well in that the back. Fire. Crispy clean. Special thanks to Whataburger and Magellan so and Academy. So what size shoe you wear? I got some shoes to match that. Ooh. Nine. Nope, not going So work. fresh and so clean, clean. Beamer <laughs> with a backwards hat, too. <laughs> backwards hat, the headphones, yeah, and the camo Roma. fishing shirt. Full Roma with right. the backwards hat. That is a great shirt. That I shirt, love that, that shirt. That shirt is dope. All right. I got some names. And we're going to stick with the orange theme first, okay? How about okay. I've got a couple of orange <laughs> colleges that have had some players rumored to the Cowboys at 26. I want you to give me an A through F grade. Who's volunteering for this one? <laughs> I'll start with uh, I'll start with Darnell Wright from Darnell Tennessee. Wright. But this is a trade-up scenario. So you give up your third-round pick to go and do it. What would you grade the pick? Darnell Wright, offensive tackle, offensive guard flex, destroyed Alabama on a couple of occasions, had fantastic film at right tackle where he looked far more comfortable than he did at left tackle, but he did play both at Tennessee, and he does have some inside flex. What would you grade the pick if you give up your third rounder to go and get Darnell Wright and sure up things on the offensive line? He would be your day one starter at left guard, Isaiah. You know, I don't like these guys flip-flopping, man, but they don't have T. Steele under contract beyond this Yes. Today, right? So, yep. Beyond this year. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Mm. Mm. I'll give up a fourth. I couldn't okay. give up a third. So what would your grade be if you gave up a third? Because that's kind of what it's going to have to take. You had to go up to sixteen or 15 mm-hmm. to get him and Draft jump in front. Chart. You had to jump in front of Washington, and it would take your third-round pick. I'll give it a B. B, okay. So you feel pretty good about I it. I feel good. It's gonna, that three is going to hurt you. It's going to hurt though. you. Yeah. But you feel, you feel a big void. What, what would happen, just curiosity, if it was at 26? If what was if, he, if Darnell Wright fell to 26. Oh, I'm doing cartwheels, him. booty butt naked. A, a plus? Absolutely. A plus plus? Booty butt naked streaking, cartwheels. Okay. Absolutely. The, there you go. Streaking across uh, Tostitos. Yeah, through the quad and That's why I threw in the trade <laughs> up because yeah. I don't expect that to happen. Yeah. I don't think he will be there. Um, okay, so you're giving up a third rounder. Giving up a third. Where would you move to get him? To 15. B. Okay. Because that third round is going to yeah. sting. Oh, my God. That stings. Get to the end of day two, and you're just sitting Unless, there looking I mean, at all those, now, keep those in prospects. Mind, you, you, could, you could flip it and uh, not flip this particular pick, but you could work to get that pick back. It might cost mm-hmm. you something from 2024 20, to get that third rounder in 2023 back. So that's that's on the table. But that notwithstanding, yeah, that third rounder hurts. But uh, – and another reason it's not an A is because he's not plug and play at left guard. He'd be more plug and play nope. at right tackle. But I would plug and play him at left no, guard and be okay with it. Let me let me be more clear. He's not nearly as plug plug and play as a Torrance or an Avila would be at left guard. Correct. Because you, you would because plug and play, play him because him. you need him there. <laughs> yeah. So, but he does give you the the added insurance of should something go awry in the contract negotiation, you know, contract negotiation with Terrence Steele, then mm-hmm. you have your definitive right tackle as well. So, uh yeah, I, yeah I'd, I'd feel good about it. It would sting mightily, but uh yeah, Wouldn't that hurt I, your conversations yeah. with T Steele? Um no. I doubt it. No. 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 And also, you think about it this way, too. Is if you something just, just goes keep, wrong. Just keep right at left guard. And if, there you go. Yeah. If something goes wrong with T. Steele, then the tackles of your future are Tyler well, Smith at left tackle and Darnell Wright at right tackle. That's why I give it a B. Yeah. I would ride with yeah, that's that. That's why I give it a B. Yeah. And then we're still keeping an eye on Matt Willesco as well. Just a couple of the third-round picks that you've had the last couple of years. Jalen Tolbert last year. Mm-hmm. The year before, you had multiple third-round picks. Osa Digizua, Chauncey Golston, and Nashawn Wright. And you saw what Osa did last season, and you see where Chauncey is trending. Um, and Nashawn still has some development to go, but he did help kind of save you from falling into a black hole yep. opposite Trevon Diggs. So, yeah, that third rounder, I mean, we'll, the jury is still out on uh, what will happen with Jalen Tolbert, mm-hmm. but that third rounder is going to hurt. But yeah. given the value, I'm fine with it. Because I, I would argue that Wright is a top 10 pick. So if he's sure. there, if he's available at 15, then you still get, Go get him. great value. Yeah. I would give it – I'd give it an A- minus if they went up and did something like that. Go and grab Darnell Wright. I would still – even as much as it would hurt. And on the draft show, when we're sitting here and we're doing our wall-to-wall coverage, I'm going to be upset whenever we're not picking in the third round. But I will be happy knowing that our offensive line has been shored up for the future. Nice and snuggled up against Yeah, Darnell so <laughs> from the Whataburger orange that Isaiah has on his shirt, we go to a little burnt orange. B. John Robinson, no trade-up needed. He falls to 26. What would your grade of the pick be? B. John Robinson. We'll let Pat start on this one. A+. plus. No trade-up needed? Okay. B. John Robinson. He falls. At 26. C.D. Lamb situation. It's, it's the C.D. Lamb situation to the max. Like. I and I don't think they would trade up to go get Bijan. I really don't. I don't have that feeling. I what I have the feeling of though is if he, he is there, he, they're going to run that card in before they can you, you even absolutely have blink. To. This is top 10 talent, one of the best athletes, arguably the best athlete in the draft. If he's there at 26, just I, and this is coming from a, a person who again, and I, I lead the running backs matter train. But mm-hmm. I also understand that given the Cowboys' current setup at uh, running back, you don't need a running back. So I'm looking in not late rounds, but later than the first round. So we'll see where Jameer Gibbs goes. But you talk about uh, Devon A-Chain, for example, and some of those other guys that you could Tony Pollard your way into in the third and fourth round or something yeah. like that. I'm totally fine with that. That being said, I'm also not stupid. So if Bijan Robinson is there at 26, you make the pick and you figure the rest out, and it's an A plus for me because you're going to you're getting five years of control. Yep. For Bijan Robinson, before you have to really worry about a second contract, and maybe you, you know, give him a second one. Maybe you don't. Doesn't matter. The window of of opportunity to win the Super Bowl in that five year span is just wide open. 
you just blow it wide open, right? So A plus if that happens. I'd give it an A as well. Isaiah, what are you thinking? Is Avila available? Yes, of course. I don't think he's. I think he may be available at fifty eight. I, I'm not very high. I like Steve Avila, but I'm not a massive proponent of taking him at 26. I actually, I'm not. I'm against taking him at 26. Whoa, 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 whoa! I am. I would rather have Torrance. Whoa. Easy money. Give me Torrance over Avila every day, what and it's of, not even close. What kind of in and out take is that? It's not. A, it's not an. You can <laughs> see my a, top 100 a, later. It's not. A, it's I just, not a Whataburger take. If I've heard what, people say the, he's in the fourth round. I, I'm not even. You talk. Moses. You talk about Steve Avila has been a hot button name. Not not for me. Even though I like him that, as a player fair. in the second round, that's fair. I'm not there at 26. If one of your primetime O-linemen that you would like is there, mm-hmm. and you choose Bijan over them, I'm not a fan. Okay. But you know what you could do, though? And this is, this would make the Isaiahs of the world, which okay. I'm, I'm right there with you. This yep. is why I know this would please you because mm-hmm. it would please me as well. Bijan's there at 26. Mm-hmm. You pull that trigger. You take him. And then you move up from 58. Yeah, then you go get a and then an you, your next or picks, a Torrance. Your next pick. Up your, your, what are you going to give up? Well, to move up, it depends on how far you're going. Are yeah. you going from 58? You're probably going to you're probably gonna give up your 30. <laughs> you're going to give up your 30 kids. <laughs> uh, no, you'd probably give up a fourth at that point. Maybe a fourth listen, and listen, a listen, sixth and then, or something. Listen, let me, let me just say you, this. you can get your I know, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, dude, you, what you the heck is wrong with you? You can get your guard on day two. Listen, I, I think and, the only person that sees eye to eye with me on this particular matter is Nate Newton. And I say that because... Yeah, he's going as great a talent Maryland. as Bijan Robinson is, and some of these other skill position guys are, they're only as good as the guys that are in front of them blocking. Mm-hmm. Period. Agreed. If I have a dominant, and I mean dominant offensive line, I don't need a dominant running back. My my one, and that, I know this is conversation. this is because you're not wrong. But it's not that cut and dry. Either. This is, and you know it's not. This is college to the <laughs> there, NFL. There but, aren't, uh, wait, ahead, wait a ahead, second. Go ahead. College to the NFL. B. John Robinson did not have an offensive line in Texas. That offensive line Understood. was poor. Understood. Very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Still Doak Walker Award winner. He was the nation's top running back. He was first-team All-American. He was first-team All-Big 12. He led the awesome. FBS in scrimmage yards. This offense... Even though there are holes on the offensive line, you can convince me that this offensive line is good enough to block for a B. John Robinson. Okay. You're not the worst offensive line in football, and you still have a B. John Robinson. He's going to be an incredible running back for you right now. Now, is it the best offensive line you could possibly have? Absolutely not. Do you have concerns at the running back position? Did you have concerns at the running back position last year? No. Do you have concerns now? Mm. Yes. Not as not I'm not as solidified, but I also you wouldn't have say concerns. It's the answer, concerns. The answer is yes. Let's be. You have concerns. Yes. At the running back position, what is your concern in comparison to last year? When no, I no, had just zero in general. Concerns? Do you have concerns? Are you worried about? Are you going into this draft like, ooh, man, we got to have a running back? No, I just said no. Okay, I said that earlier in the show. No. What do you have? So I, mean I, I say have that. Any. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, I absolutely least, think they need a running back. I don't think that it's a. Necess- I mean, I, I think, think they, they need to add to the position. I don't think they need to go get a a big dog like this, right? Who's your running back in 2024? Who's your running back? Tony Parr's going to sign. Here's my concern. You don't know. I mean, you don't know, right? But. He's going to sign. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I, but he has it yet. I feel like you can even find he, running backs. Even if he there does, which you can't guarantee. Even dominant. if he does, you, you, Rojo is a one-year deal. Okay? You want Malik Davis to develop, and we believe he can, but until you see it, you don't see it. Uh-huh. Right? So am I as rock solid as I was last year with Pollard and, and Zeke and Malik? Absolutely no. not. But I'm not – so concerned that I believe it's a need because rewind to the top of the uh-huh. episode. I don't believe it's a need. I believe that it needs to be addressed. Correct. That being said, again, if Bijan Robinson is there at 26, mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. No. <laughs> I, 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 I I'm it. not my, I guess I guess my whole approach to this is 99% of the teams in the NFL are running back by committee. Mm-hmm. There's there's one dude in this league that doesn't need an accomplice. You said ninety nine percent. I don't I don't know if that's right. Okay. <laughs> what 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 one running back does not need a a a, a, a Derrick Henry? Thank you very much. Other than that, everybody needs a tandem. So what I'm saying is, you're going to have a running back by committee, no matter what. Mm. No matter what, you're going to have a running back by committee, unless you are six three, two hundred and fifty pounds running a four four. Would you call Saquon Barkley a running back by committee? Would you call Dalvin Cook a running back by yes. committee? Would you yes call Kenneth yes. Walker a running yes. back by committee? No, they're just that's a number one running back, and then a number two and a number three. That's what that is. 
So that's, what, what if it's I not running back by committee. to you that you, you get Bijan at 26 if he's available, which is a home, just a grand slam. Okay? And then in the second round, you address your IOL. So you bolster your IOL because there's going to be someone that's really good that you can plug right into left guard and upgrade that offensive There'll line. be a solid second right. round guard. So yeah. that, what if you could do both? Like, you, you remember that little, that meme, I, hey, that gif? I, I, I little girl, why she's like, both? why not both? I that's you. how I feel. Why not hey, both? You know what? The draft doesn't and we're, end we're, And we're saying the same, you know, and we're saying the the same thing. You, you're, just, you're just valuing a running back over over what I'm valuing in line. No, 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 no. I'm not. Positionally speaking, I am not. I'm va- I'm with you. Positionally okay. speaking, positionally speaking, Correct. I value the offensive line over the running back. Okay, but value conversation. Understood. This particular, the value of Bijan Robinson Understood. at twenty six. Understood. Trumps my positional value. Understood. That's what I'm saying. What's your, what's your letter grade? If Bijan's the pick, I mean, I give it. A, I give it an A, but it's not an A plus. Okay. That's fair. So we're arguing yeah. over an unlikely possibility of an A it's to A+. A+ plus a, it's difference. a hell of a talent. Listen, I'm not discrediting. This dude's a hell of a talent. Yeah, we don't yeah. take like, it. But I'm thinking about being dominant. Sure. In whatever like aspect of the game you choose to approach. I feel like you Passing and running. I want to be dominant at the offensive line of scrimmage. If, if Bijan is there at 26, that means you just went full BPA because of value, and yep. I'm, I'm fine with that considering who we're talking about. But that then swings to pinch because – you know, then you got to go need law hey, physics. It swings the pendulum hey, equally in the I other direction, wanna, which is now pure need, which is I don't want to care. Line. I don't want to care about Washington Commanders D line. I don't want to care about Philadelphia's D line. I don't want to care about the New York Giants D line. Uh, give I me all of them. Don't give up. What, what did Chris Tucker say? Yeah. That's how I feel when you have a dominant O line. It doesn't matter who steps up, and it doesn't matter who's behind them. My my thing is, and everyone would do well to remember this: the draft doesn't end. Nope. At, tw- at pick twenty six. No, you just figure out. Oh, you don't have to tell Cowboys fans that. Yeah, I need to tell them that all the time. All but right, you just figure out where you're going after that. That's all. All right, we need to take our second break, but I've got a couple more names for you that we need to probably fly by. But we've got more coming your way on talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run eighty miles per hour. <laughs> But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. (laughs) New Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. The new flavor you deserve. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. 
Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Final segment with Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Again, special thanks to Magellan, Whataburger, and Academy for these sweet shirts. We're going to be rocking these all summer long. You can get yours now only at Academy. All right. I've got a couple other names. We've got to fly through this. It won't be as big of a debate, I don't think. Quick. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah. If he's the pick at 26, no trade-up needed, he falls again. What would your pick be there? What would your grade be? I would say it's a solid B+. I don't think it's as fun as Bijan. I don't think it's as impactful as Darnell Wright. But I still think it's a hell of a pick. Give me a B-plus on Dalton Kincaid, and I would ride with that, and I'd be exceptionally Happy if he's a selection. I what do you B think? plus as well? B plus. You think of Pat? You you make kind of a a, a wince there. Are you not? Are yeah, you against tight end? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Um, not as far as getting one because again, it's a need and you got to have it. Are you against Dalton um, Kincaid? No, I'm not against Dalton Kincaid. Twenty six. I'm just against Dalton Kincaid at twenty six. <laughs> really? Um, C plus. C plus. Okay. What if I told you he's probably going to go in the top fifteen? C plus. Okay. Still C plus. Because I'm also looking at what you could have um, if you didn't go tight end at 26. What would likely still be on the table at that position? Okay. So I'm I'm looking Later. at it from a macro. It is a really good. Yeah, draft. I'm looking at it from a macro. So the C okay. plus is is not a knock to to Kincaid whatsoever. As much as it is me saying, you know what, you didn't have to go tight end at, at you know at 26. And if you were to do that, is Mayer available? Is Darnell still available? Okay. Those, that's the conversation I'd have. Okay, so. how about this? Michael Mayer. What if, What is your grade if he's the pick at 26? He was the next name I had on the list. B. B? So better than Dalton Kincaid. I think I, I would I think go with Mayer, a B as Mayer's well. better than Kincaid. I think Kincaid so, is so better, Mayer. but I, I think Kincaid's a better player, but I also like Mayer. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike so, Mayer. So we, we have the same principle, same thought process, which is – you know, you're fine with it at 26 if it's this particular guy. It's just that you like Kincaid more than Mayor. I like Mayor. I'd be okay with either one. So I, I think both. I have a first round grade on both guys. Yeah, I'm not, it's I not, just a, have it's not a fail if it's Kincaid. That's why I said it's a C plus. Yeah. I mean, that's still passing. What if I tell it's you just, I want Darnell Washington over eat both of them? Uh, you wouldn't be alone, but you would still be in the minority. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I've always been yeah. a minority my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to him, King. Talk to him, King. Uh, you know why? Because in the minority, because he fits the mold. In the Talk to him, King. You're different, my brother. The manifestations <laughs> of the congelations <laughs> of the constellations. <laughs> he fits the mold Talk of what to you him, need, brother. Oh, um, no secret. I'm absolutely. <laughs> Huge on Darnell Washington, both subjectively and objectively. Um, but I don't, I, even I, being as uh, as big as I am on Darnell Washington, I don't think that you would have to grab him at 26. I think you got to get him way before 58, but that could be a trade down scenario yeah. where you go down from 26 I, to like 30, 31. You I think that Darnell. would be a brilliant. I want 6, 7, yeah. 270. So if you, get, if you go down from 26 to like 30, 31, you Bro, get Darnell. 6, 7, 270 with some Dumb. injury issues yeah. and kind of labors to get going off the line of scrimmage, but he's a hell of a blocker. I need him to block. No, he, that's yeah, pretty much be, what I he would do as a rookie. I need him be Tim Duncan in the paint on the goal line. Mm. If you give me <laughs> that's all I need him to do. Block and go box somebody out on the goal line. Give that's all Dar- I'm asking you to do. Darnell Washington at 30 with an extra pick. Mm, mm, mm. That's that's patty melt delicious. Mm. That's what that is. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Stop doing that. <laughs> Osiris Torrance. <laughs> trade down scenario. Osiris Torrance. What would you give that grade? A. A? Plus. A plus. Trade down, you get an extra pick, and a you plus. sure up hey, your you know left what? guard spot. I'm with you. A plus. A plus. I, I'll, I'll toss a plus on I that. I think I would say I would say A plus too. Yeah. I I almost gave Torrance a first round grade because I think he's that dominant. I didn't. I gave him a two, <gasps> but I would be totally fine with that. Why do you hate Osiris Torrance? I don't hate Osiris Torrance. <laughs> you did that to me with King <laughs> I did do that. <laughs> I love doing that. All right, last one, and then we'll say goodbye, and we'll get you ready for the draft. Woo! This is, if you had to tell me right now who I think the pick will be, I think it's this guy. Will McDonald, edge rusher mm. out of Iowa State. Mm, mm, mm. You just had a pin throw. That's what we call on the draft show is a pin throw. Why do you hate Will McDonald? <laughs> <laughs> what, oh, first of all, we're a Whataburger family. Uh, second of all, <laughs> second of all, we don't need... Uh, 
another edge rusher, especially that high. Okay. You're loaded up there. You're loaded up at the pass rushes. For now. For now. For now. That's not a need. That is the least of your needs on your whole roster. Yeah, but I I mean, I'm also one of – I would take an edge rusher any day because I just – I want to get at – you talk about being dominant. That's like you You talk about being – that's like you having. You were a proponent of taking Micah Parsons two years ago. That's like you having six. Yeah, he's freaking a freaking specimen. Six white button ups, Kyle, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna grab another. <laughs> you know, it's like I've, I've got what? seven white button ups, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. <laughs> for what? Because I can rotate them through, no. and it keeps you me still fresh. Need a, Kyle, you still it need keeps a, me fresh. You still every need day. a blazer. You need a blazer, and you're out there buying more whites. Yes, don't get the blazer, man. There's no such thing as too many white white button ups. I was like, I don't have a blazer yet, but I got seven of these. If that's what I wear, that's what I wear. Man likes what he likes. Jesus, no. Um, uh, I love me some Will McDonald, but I also love some of these others, other other edge rushers like Derek Hall, for example. I mean, like okay. you could you could get a home run pick at edge after twenty six. And so, as much as I love Will McDonald, I I'd probably give that a D. Wow, I'd okay. probably give it a D because again, like you got to balance F. it. <laughs> F. You, yeah, you got to balance it. It's BPA and need, and you know, Will McDonald. I, I would struggle for you to convince me. You would struggle mm. to convince me that at 26, even if Will McDonald is there, that he's the BPA. So that means he's neither BPA nor need. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a D, and D is a failing grade in a lot of school systems. So yeah, man, that's. I'm uh, not going to go full F because of, because of his talent level. So it's not a full F, but it's an absolute Sorry. D for me. <laughs> this is going to be a fun show next week if Will McDonald's oh my God. had a farm. Uh, His talent is what keeps it from being. I'm going to I'm going to save the show here and I'm going to say a B plus because I really do like Will McDonald. Nothing against that. I'm talking no, about the position. Love McDonald. I and I love adding an edge. Do rusher. you believe he'd be the best player available at 26 if he's there? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, then he's neither BPA nor need. No, so you're right. I see what, what you're saying. I understand. What rotation is he in? I would put him. Is he your first, second, or you third rotation? Take, you're taking reps from. He'd be your no, second rotation. He's yeah. in your second rotation. Yeah, he may be in your first rotation. He may be a starter above Dorrance Armstrong because you Ooh. have Micah technically is your little linebacker Ooh, no, tool back no. and forth. Dorrance Will McDonald is, a, is more. Dorrance has had a career year. Dorrance is a great player, but Will McDonald. Is D Law not on your first? Right Hold on, am I missing something? No, D Law's there too. Oh, so D. I'm saying three guys. Micah Parsons. I'm saying three guys. Oh, you're not saying we're talking about D. But that's the thing about Dan Quinn's defense. He finds a freaking way. I know, but we're talking about he traditionally. Finds a way to do it. If you only have two DNs in the game at he one time, he doesn't play with two DNs. He hey, plays with like seven. Kyle, you gotta have a vision. Well, that's what the third. He has a vision. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you got Donovan. I trust you Dan resigned Quinn. Dono. Dono's your other edge rusher. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fourth round edge. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, that's go. interesting. Well, we'll see what happens this week. Should be interesting. Draft coverage starting at 6 p.m. Yes. on Thursday. Tune in to the draft show throughout. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, let's, let's get going. I'm, I'm ready to get to Thursday. Let's get this thing rolling. All right, that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you next week after the draft with more of Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?